1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, June sixteenth, twenty twenty-two. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the co-founder of Polygon, one of the hosts of The Besties, and now the author of the book of fun, Rush Frushstick. Hello, Russ. How are you?
2: Hi, Greg. Uh, this is all great. Thank you for having me. But I, I'm just going to play this for a little bit I
1: while. Hate you. Uh... God damn it! If you're an only listener, he's holding <laughs> Greg, up the deck. Suck. What I don't <laughs> like is that, Russ. I feel like for years. Kind of funny and Greg Miller have had many a hilarious bit. Many a hilarious bit that has been just great. But they're usually enjoyed by small segments. You know what I mean? Like if I wouldn't expect you to come on and know podcasts beyond lore or something like that. But somehow the Steam Deck trolling, thanks to One Paris Lily from the Kinda Funny X Cast, has infiltrated every aspect of my life. Where Ron Funchie shows up on a podcast and makes fun of me. People are coming up to me at Summer Game Fest making fun of me about it. I don't like it one bit.
2: You know, it's extremely funny, first of all. And secondly. Props to Valve for the egalitarian nature of this whole thing? Because, like, most companies would probably just send you one. And- well, see,
1: what I give props to Valve is is that, of course... I'm Greg Miller, and I've been doing this for 15 years. And through every one of those years, I've talked nothing but shit about PC gaming. <laughs> and so the fact that I finally want something PC-related, they're like, this no, we're not, you're not No." Chicken's what about you? coming you're, home to roost. <laughs> your audience doesn't care about a Steam Deck pre-order and wait for it. And I am, but I'll tell you this, Valve, I'll tell you this. Yeah, we got 14 days until June is over. My window says April to June. Every, I know I'm only supposed to check Mondays and Thursdays, but I check the email every day. I I was a Q2
2: as well for what it's worth, so we were in the same boat, but uh, I guess I a couple minutes before you on the pre-order clicking.
1: And I I hate it because I remember it. I remember being at the kitchen table with Jen at lunch being like, should I do it? Should I not do it? She's like, no, you should do it. I was like, all right, thanks, honey. This will be a sweet memory for us to remember forever. And here we are, Kevin, June 16th. Not a steam deck in sight over here. There's no, it's not coming, Greg. Just walk away. And honestly, I would respect it. If all of a sudden it just never happened and I just slipped to Q3 and I slipped to Q4 and I just keep on slipping. And even when they're just available everywhere, for some reason I can't buy it. I would respect that. from Valve. But Russ, what I can buy is I can go to kind of funny.com slash Russ, R U S S and buy the book of fun. Russ, what is this book?
2: It is a uh, sort of a history book, fully illustrated 128 pages of individual stories about the origins of various fun, dope shit from throughout the years. So you know video game anecdotes of like various things i have a great golden eye anecdote in here where shigeru miyamoto desperately wanted James bond to visit all the russian russian soldiers in the hospital that he had shot throughout the game to prove that nintendo is not a violent company uh uh,
1: (laughs) what was the reaction to miyamoto saying
2: that (laughs) uh apparently it was received but eventually just cut from the game for time sure, uh, sure. but nice. i've got to be honest i wish it was it in there shooting
1: them probably <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: but yeah the book is filled with kind of fun little anecdotes like that uh and uh as well as talking about the origins of various festivals uh icelandic christmas is awesome i don't know if you're familiar with it no but uh, children are afraid of getting eaten and stolen on icelandic christmas um so that's a concern and uh, so we kind of pulled out a lot of dark, twisted stories uh, for this book of historical fun.
1: Fantastic. Well, how long did you work on it? Because it just came out this week. Of course, again, kindoffunny slash russ. If you want to go get the book of fun, that'll take you to Amazon, but you can get it wherever you want to get it. How long did you? Thank
2: work you. It? Uh, yeah. So we launched a podcast called The History of Fun for Polygon back in twenty sixteen or so, twenty seventeen, and the book kind of came out of that. I started earnestly working on the book in twenty eighteen to give you an idea of how long books take yeah. to come out, went through some turbulence with the pandemic, found a new publisher, uh, and yeah, finally, finally out. Uh, so look at you, accomplished yeah. author. What can I say? Author at the very least. I don't know about it.
1: Well, we'll author. see how it goes. Right? <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get you charted somewhere and then accomplished author. We'll be right there for it. Um, Russ, beyond that, of course, you, of course, made your reputation in video games. But if people don't know you, how do you describe yourself? What's the pitch for Russ?
2: Oh, my God. I don't know. The pitch for Russ is it like a, internally. I don't know. Uh, it, you might know me because I do the Besties podcast with uh, Justin McElroy, Chris Plant, and Griffin McElroy. I've been doing that for ages. Uh, as you mentioned, I co-founded Polygon, which is a website about video games that some of your uh, listeners and viewers might know. And uh, yeah, I've just been doing this for probably... When did you start, Greg? 2007. Okay, so a little bit before Greg started Look to give that. you an idea of how long he got. You dinosaur, you old man, get out of the I way of the new generation. I, I awesome. remember my first E3, I saw Half-Life 2 there to give you a sort of wow. a time frame okay. idea. Yeah,
1: yeah that, is, that is a long so time So
2: it's been a while, but, uh, you know, it's a, it's a fun gig
1: it was for me uh, at summer game fest this past week uh i went out to breakfast with blessing and mm-hmm. we didn't invite him because we don't like him uh and went out to, and we were talking about sites and we were talking about you know how everything changes but it's kind of the matrix where things keep going and so you'll see stuff you know people break off and form this thing and like we were talking about obviously everything's happening right now with like g4 and then mm-hmm. uh, you know the million other organizations that have popped up and started and i mentioned yeah it's like well you know when like polygon started and Bless was like, when did that start? And I was like, oh, well, I was at IGN. So, like, I don't know, you know, 2008-ish, 9-ish, somewhere in there, whatever. And he was just like, I I would never have thought, uh, like, he's like, that's just, Polygon's always been a thing. And I'm like, I'm so old. <laughs> God, I remember when it was such a big deal that you all went and started Polygon. And, like, and it's now-
2: 2012. It's uh, We're coming up on Jesus. our 10-year anniversary in October, to give you an idea. So, it's really not, I mean, it's not as old as 2008, but, uh, yeah, it does seem kind of ubiquitous at this point. I think part of it, part of it, there just aren't many mainstream video game like websites left. Sure. Like, sure. obviously, it's all moved to streaming, YouTube, podcasts, stuff like that. But, uh, you know, it's tough to run a business <laughs> covering just games. You know, we do uh, entertainment now. So we've bridged, uh, bridged the gap.
1: Of course. I mean, you have to change and evolve, right? I mean, that was we a do. big part of making it happen and then learning the business part of being a business. <laughs> And speaking of being a business, why don't we get you to your show, ladies and gentlemen? We're going to talk about the fact that Sonic will never kiss another human, probably. Uh, Halo Infinite has made quite the air, and... PlayStation might be making its own elite controller. We'll talk about all this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need know about. If you like that, be part of the show on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can ensure this business keeps going. Of course, you can write it to be part of the show. You can get the show ad-free. You can get it with the exclusive post-show we do each and every weekday. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, there are a variety of free ways to support us. Of course, on Epic Games Store or Fortnite or wherever you're playing an epic game 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 kind of thing with the epic game store in the background, you can use the creator code kind of funny Then anything you purchase, whether it be V bucks or something else kicks a few bucks to kind of funny. It doesn't cost you anything. Beyond that, you could be watching live as we record the show on twitch.tv slash Games. Over on twitch.tv slash Uh, you're watching live. It's free. You're having a good time. Hopefully, if you have Amazon Prime, you're using that Prime gaming subscription on us. But you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash Games, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe each and every weekday of course they have to listen to ads of course they can't write in but they still have a good show to listen to you to you shut up don't worry about it housekeeping uh we're re-watching all the thor movies for love and thunder so right now you can get the kickoff with thor's mcu in review re-review that is up on podcast services around the globe and youtube.com slash kind of funny of course today is going to be Final Fantasy sevens 25th anniversary celebration broadcast at 3 p.m. Pacific time. We will be live reacting on twitch.tv slash games. and you can catch it later on youtube.com slash games. But, Russ, this leads to our first question. It comes from Jake Bakes Cakes. Good morning, Greg and Russ. So excited to see two of my favorites together on a podcast. That's you and me, Russ. People have been asking for this for a long time, and it's cool, too, to work with you because we've never done it before. But I digress. Mm-hmm. Back to you Love it. Today is the Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary showcase. There are now rumors of a Crisis Core remake being revealed. From least likely to most likely, please rank the likelihood of each game being announced: Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII remake, Final Fantasy VII remake Part Two, Final Fantasy VII remake Part One on Xbox, or absolutely nothing. Thank you both for being bright spots in the industry. Full besties cross, kind of funny crossover. When question mark? Well, whenever you guys want to, we'd be down for that. We should definitely. Yeah, that
2: would be dope. I okay. definitely would like to we should work uh, on that wow that was a lot that was a big question um, and i think
1: it's easier to boil it down Russ, and just say are you expecting good things from this showcase today i think they've got a at
2: the at least hint at part two of final fantasy 7 remake right that's 100%. that seems like a low bar
1: yes i'm right there with you i think that is the most likely thing i think that's what you've got to do you have mm-hmm. to come because like that's just been hanging Answer lists for how long? You know, you put out something part one and then never talk about part two. That's a problem.
2: Beyond that, I have no idea what Crisis Core is.
1: I know it's a game that I've heard,
2: but I am not a JRPG guy. Definitely not a Final Fantasy guy. I played Remake, it was great, but most JRPGs are not for me. So, do you know what that is?
1: <laughs> I, well, I remember Crisis Core being the whole thing, and I remember when I played Final Fantasy VII and loved Final Fantasy. Sure, one, I, Final yeah. Fantasy VII, and then Tim was like, "Well, Crisis Core comes in here, and that's where the story's going." And I'm like, "All right, whatever." My There's thing like is some I, guy named
2: Zach. I don't know yeah,
1: any of this stuff exactly. And that's the thing is, I think you start to dream too big, right? They've talked about this, right? It's a short presentation. It's only about to be ten minutes, they say. Which, I mean. Uh, we've watched presentations before right especially for an anniversary you figure 10 minutes is really going to boil down to more like eight minutes of like actual things going on And because it's going to start and be like well thank you for coming it's been 25 years we love it yada 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 i'm sure they're going to do something with final fantasy 7 in terms of discounts or re-release or whatever we're just talking about it and the success of it and then they have to get to something and i would feel like you get Just to remake so part show two a picture pretty quick. of
2: kate sith and i think you know people are happy like that's all you need right that's all they want that's all they want
1: right exactly so yeah like final fantasy like crisis core uh, getting a remake i don't know man i don't know about that i, I think maybe you announce it but then you find you show something from final fantasy 7 remake part 2 and the yeah, final fantasy 7 remake part 1 on xbox that's one of those things that you, i still can't believe hasn't happened that, that has yeah that is stuff.
2: surprising yeah. i don't know what their exclusivity time frame is but it seems like it's got to be out uh, done by now
1: and you'd hope so yeah so that that would i mean if you have part one and you talk about that hey everybody remember it's been 25 years since you fell in love with these pixely characters here's the announcement of xbox here's the announcement of remake part two that's a pretty good show and then yeah crisis core final fantasy 7 remake russ and i aren't the guys for that and you know, i get to, let's see if tim's online hold on to him come to kfgd and he's gonna say i'm busy on a call probably or whatever or tell me likelihood of crisis core (laughs) he'll understand everyone needs this
2: person for us i guess it's griffin is the one that cares the most about this stuff but Definitely
1: not me. <laughs> no, definitely not us. But I can tell you who cares about us our Patreon producers, Gordon Maguire, Fargo Brady. Of course, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to get your name read on each and every show. Today, we're brought to you by Shopify and Athletic Greens, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Five
0: items on the Roper Report, a baker's dozen.
1: Number one, ladies and gentlemen, Sonic the Hedgehog will probably never kiss a woman again. This is Ryan Dinsdale over at IGN. Sonic the Hedgehog won't be kissing any more humans if Sega veteran uh, Takashi Izuka uh, has his way. And I think it's... Is Zuka right? Uh, Zuka has worked on the franchise since 1994, Sonic the Hedgehog 3, and told Axios what the two critical rules for a project featuring the blue blur are, alongside an additional unofficial one regarding the infamous smooching scene from 2006 Sonic the Hedgehog. In the game, the very human Princess Elise uh, the Third used the Chaos Emeralds to save Sonic's life and kissed the anamorphic hedgehog as she did. Though he didn't work on that particular entry, he said, "quote I don't think." will be doing that again, end quote. Kevin, I have it here if you want to, if you are not familiar ladies and gentlemen with Sonic kissing a human being. Here's a play, of, of course, this is from Sonic Games HD. They edited a bit at the end, but you get the gist of it. So let it play here, Kevin. You see, there you go. She, Sonic's down, she's gonna use this chaos emeralds. She's gonna, she, Russ, she's gonna lean here for a very sensual kiss, and there you go. And this is gonna bring Sonic back to life, but again, this is where the edit takes over. People were just people are not a fan of this, as you know.
2: They sort of use that lens flare to hide all the good stuff, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, part of anything is of course, you know, sure, a naked person is cool, but you use the lingerie for your imagination. You know what I mean? You sure, use the and nice underwear I wear for is... your imagination.
2: We don't know exactly what Sonic's lips are doing when
1: he kisses a human person.
2: Exactly. So and now Showing we'll never teeth. know
1: showing those little teeth, remember when he had the human teeth.
2: (laughs) It is worth noting the quote you had is, I don't think we'll be doing that again, which definitely leaves it open. Not to mention, like, that could happen in the movies. I'm not saying
1: I want it to happen. I'm just saying we shouldn't rule out the possibility. Russ, I'll let you know right now from the top of the show, this is a judgment-free zone. Like, if you want it to happen, just let your flag fly. No, guys, he's like 12 years old in the movies. That's wrong. All right, come on. Okay, you say that, but what's the lifespan of a hedgehog? Right, you know what I mean, we sit here and talk about dog That's years all the time. True. Hedgehog years. So twelve years, he's probably like forty-seven already. If mm-hmm. not, wait, actually, you know, uh, uh, how old? How long does a hedgehog live? How long does? Uh, I had a hedgehog age? growing up as a
2: pet. Me too. And it was because it's sonic probably
1: right? yeah. Man, lasted
2: about really... four years. Yeah. Oh my
1: god! Yeah, them. woodland hedgehogs are two to five years. Yeah. So right yeah, now, he's if, a, if, if, he, guys, if he's a space he- head, head, hedgehog. Come on. I'll say this right now and it probably won't win me any fans, you know, in the rust belt. All right. But if you have a hedgehog in real life right now that lives to be 12, that thing should be allowed to kiss humans. Like that's just how it's Totally.
2: It be, you know, it has earned it.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's got it's taken his lumps. It's done his thing. And like, to your point, Russ. Yeah. You know, I don't think we'll ever do that again. He can't be sure. Cause he knows eventually he'll retire somebody mm. else comes in and takes the reins on Sonic and who knows what they'll do with him then and where they go. And the, you might think that, man, this is a silly story, but remember the internet and the world's pretty split on this. Uh, Kevin, if you want to click on my scientific poll I added uh, today, with the sample size of 1.2 million, I put out a poll and I said, should Sonic the Hedgehog kiss humans? 54.2% mm. said no. 458 said yes. Yeah, it's pretty but close. This is, this is one of those things that you might, it might not be your bag, but it's other people's bags.
2: I'm telling you, in this divided culture we live in, yep. this is maybe what's most dividing us.
1: And it's one of the things, maybe it could be the thing that brings us together. Because again, <laughs> like, was it done well in 2006? No, probably not. But if we can watch the B movie, you know what I mean? If we can watch the B movie and watch this bee fall in love with a human and a human fall in love with a bee, mm-hmm. why can't we? Uh, you're telling me Sonic Frontiers can't have some kind of cool universe, pocket universe he pops into with the Chaos Emerald and then he falls in love?
2: Certainly the scale makes way more sense for Sonic the Hedgehog
1: than it did the B. Thank you. I agree with that, too. Uh, I reached out to Sonic's superfan, Blessing, at ye Jr., and he said, quote, Thank God. Let the internet take care of making Sonic kiss things he's not supposed to, end quote. And again, that seems pretty closed-minded to me, Russ. I agree. <laughs> Tim Geddes, you've joined the call. How are you?
0: I'm fantastic, Greg. Thank you for having me.
1: The top story here is how Sonic
0: will probably never kiss a woman again. How do you feel about this? You know, conflicted, if I'm being honest. Thank you. Uh jokes aside Sonic 06 not my favorite Sonic game not by a long shot and uh, I think that him kissing the woman not the reason that game is bad um, but I don't think it is one of the highlights of the game either so I don't think that that is going to enhance any future Sonic title
2: it is a swing though you got to give it that
0: Mm -hmm. like they were trying to do something there Mm -hmm. it was unexpected and it was at the end of the game I think they just didn't expect anyone to see it
1: (laughs) My thing, uh, Kevin, if you want to play the clip again with no audio here from Sonic Gaming HD, Tim, when I watch it and me and Russ were commenting on this, too. This is a, a fan edit, obviously, right? Because, again, a lot of you squares can't get over a human being kissing a space hedgehog. And so, Tim, there's like this explosion that, then, like, you know, wipes mm-hmm. out everybody. It's clearly an edit. Oh, I'm
0: familiar. Yeah.
1: So when are they covered Were the lips covered in the real game or is that part of the edit here? Because I googled this scene and all I could find were people doing funny edits to it. This is one of the more less agree. Right there, right that thing right there. Is that how this? Is looks that an edit? Game? I'm asking. I don't think I don't think
0: it is Russ, but I'm not sure. I don't think it's an edit either. Okay. Yeah. Nice to meet you, like mean, Russ.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, Russ is sure. the- <laughs> I-, I do like that. Knuckles is in the back chilling. Yeah. And, and watching yeah. Watching
1: yeah, the whole yeah, thing yeah. take place. <laughs> I mean, they they were out ideas. We've all been there. Your friends KO'd you. Got, you can't wake him up. Maybe maybe this princess case in a I mean, there, I, right? I think the, the more important thing is was this consensual. You know. Well, this is a Sleeping Beauty Sonic. kind of situation. You know yeah. what I mean? And maybe a, maybe a conversation needs to be had about that, too. Kevin, this is a product of his age, 2006. People weren't thinking that. Like, if you want to go into it, like, they think Sonic's dead right there. So now are we going to yell at her for necrophilia? No, we don't know. This is a last-ditch It was an
2: Ash-Pikachu situation. We've all been there. Mm-hmm.
1: Has Ash, has Ash kissed Pikachu? <laughs> so well, Pikachu. Ash
2: died, and then Pikachu cried on him. So that's, uh, I, I guess, the that. closest yeah. comparison we got. And I similar to too.
1: when infamously in high school, I cried watching Extreme, extreme Ghostbusters mm-hmm. when Eduardo mm-hmm. went into the containment unit yeah. with Slimer. Slimer got possessed, he bit in the oxygen tank. He thought he killed Eduardo. They came out. I forget, he didn't, his tears, Slimer's tears didn't wake up Eduardo. I need to go watch the episode now as an adult. Mm-hmm.
2: Cause do I you can't... ever not cry during any Ghostbusters thing?
1: <laughs> I mean, in recent years, no. I mean, afterlife, come on. You know what I mean? That was good. I still, that was I, still good. I
0: still, yeah, it was, that a moment. Moment. That was a great. You moment. see them, yeah, yeah. You look over, they're all there. Yeah, it's like, oh, look at yeah. the team's back
1: yeah that was a great one god what a movie you know what I mean? that's the thing i i, I people are all talking stranger things stranger things finn wolfhard and nobody's ever oh you know, he's in stranger things I'm like oh, he's in ghostbusters you know what i mean let's be call spade to spade here this is how it's gonna be this is what anyways i digress tim i didn't actually bring you in originally for the sonic uh, kissing story but i'm glad you did all right mm-hmm. instead what i'm gonna have you do is talk to jake bakes cakes Who said, good morning, Greg and Russ. They're so excited to see two of my favorite. Oh, that's still about me and Russ because we're so great. Uh, Today is the Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary showcase. There are now rumors of a Crisis Core remake being revealed. From least likely to most likely, please rank the likelihood of each game being announced. Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Remake. Final Fantasy VII Remake Part two, Final Fantasy VII Remake Part one on Xbox or absolutely nothing? Tim, (laughs) we, we, you know, it's 10 minutes, less than 10 minutes, around 10 minutes or whatever. Mm -hmm. Russ and I were very much like, Part two has got to be announced today. You have to have something there. Remake part one seems like likely on Xbox, but nobody understands. I don't understand why that still hasn't happened what the exclusivity is. But then Russ was like, I don't know what Crisis Core is. And I was like, I vaguely remember Tim talking about it at the end of Final Fantasy VII Remake because mm-hmm. somebody, it. Russ was like, isn't there a Zach in it? And I was like, that My sounds boy, about Zach right.
0: There. Exactly. So uh, I think you guys are uh, right in the zone with all of this. I think that uh, it is almost a slam dunk that we're going to get Final Fantasy VII Part 1 on Xbox long overdue um i think that a remake part two like it's definitely not a sure thing we're talking about square anything can happen and it being an anniversary event we've learned in the games industry over time anniversary events more than off more than than not don't mean shit and aren't actually going to give us the big reveal that we hope or expect them to having said that it's about that time man i i feel like th- it it has to happen sometime soon to announce it so that we can get it in five years or whatever it is. Hopefully sooner than that. Um, but I got a good feeling. I think we're going to get remake part two today, which okay. is exciting. This crisis core rumor. Mm-hmm. I Greg, you know me. I get extremely I hyped about a lot of things, and I just I get tunnel vision on it. I'm like, this needs to happen. I'm so excited. This is probably the first time ever I'm like, I, I'm just not going to allow myself sure. to believe this because that is a dream project for me. I love Crisis Core on the PSP, it being a prequel to Final Fantasy VII. If they were to remake that and make it more of uh, a, a prequel to Final Fantasy VII Remake, delving into Aeris and Zack's kind of relationship before Aeris ends up meeting uh, Cloud way, way later, yeah. oh my God, it could be so damn good. It's so, That game is so hype. It's so fantastic. Um, but it's aged as hell. And more than anything, it is locked to hell on the PSP. Like it is very nigh impossible to play that game in uh, modern times. So uh, PlayStation lead, Plus least, essential. I d- I don't think it's on there. I Maybe do
1: that, I, no 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 no. To be clear, it's not on there. And I'm talking I, about pre- premium. But like yeah, you know, I'm just joking. But they could put it there. They could do it.
0: Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it'll ever, ever be there. Um, because yeah, it's it's one of those things that never shows up on the storefronts or or whatever. Unfortunately, sure. but yeah, a remake would be uh, super awesome. I think we're also going to get a bunch of random little things like the There's Ever Crisis, like the mobile games. The There's that Soldier game. We're going to get other stuff that aren't like the most exciting things. Maybe a, a tour, an orchestra anniversary tour announcement, which is exciting to me. Um, but anyways, I really freaking hope we get Crisis Core, and I really hope we get Remake Part Two, and I hope that part one comes to Xbox because I love that game and I want more people to play it.
1: Okay, fair enough. Thank you for your time and your appreciation of Sonic kissing people.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Love you guys. Bye. Love you.
1: Number two on the Rupert Report. Uh, (laughs) Halo Infinite publishes and immediately fixes offensive Juneteenth cosmetic name. This is Brendan Lowry over at Windows Central. Halo Infinite developer 343 Industries is currently facing significant backlash from the Halo community after a color palette for a nameplate called uh bonobo or bonobo uh was added to the game on june 14th the nameplate is themed after june juneteenth a u.s holiday celebrating enslaved black people's emancipation Uh, when you consider that associating black people with the primate with primates is a common form of racist and discriminatory rhetoric uh, it should be abundantly clear why this is a problem After many Halo community members took to social media to bring uh, attention to the issue, 343 Industries quickly updated the title of the palette to Freedom to address the problem. At the time of writing, the palette uh, still bears this label, the Freedom label. 343 uh, Industries Senior Community Manager, uh, Josh Junzek, uh, responded to fan inquiries about why the color palette was named Bonobo uh, in the first place, uh, stating that the title was the name of the developer tool and that it was uh, erroneously applied. Quote, we strive uh, to create... Yeah, okay. We strive to create inclusive gaming communities. While the original name refers to an internal tool set, it was not intended to be applied to this content, and we recognize the harm it may have caused, he wrote. Uh, The palette was incorrectly named, and we immediately renamed it via an update, end quote. Uh, Windows Central's re- reached out to 343 Industries to further comment on the matter, but we were told that the developers, quote, don't have anything additional to share at this time. Then updates start coming in. Update, founder and head of 343 Industries, Bonnie Ross, has apologized for the Color Palettes title on behalf of the studio. Quote, we are a studio and franchise that is committed to inclusivity where everyone is welcome and supported uh, to be their true self, wrote Ross on behalf of 343 i apologize for making a celebrated moment a hurtful moment end quote and then on top of that this is me updating uh joseph uh, Staten from uh, 343 and halo quote tweeted bonnie and said i'm sorry as well our mistake today was inexcusable and i'm ashamed uh, we allowed it to happen russ what the fuck
2: i mean very very bad and very stupid and i mean nice that they apologize but man halo infinite for whatever reason cannot keep from stumbling over their own feet and this was certainly one of the worst things they've done di- i mean i don't think it was intentional i really don't but man y'all need to just take a breath and make sure you're doing this right because that is very
1: stupid and bad <laughs> stepping on every rake in their front yard uh yeah. kataku reported on this obviously everybody could report it kataku reported on this and had like a whole Drill into the fact of like, yeah, this is an individual familiar with the development. I'm sorry, I'm reading uh, Ian's report over, or I'm sorry, Ari uh, notice over at uh, Kotaku uh, and talking about the fact that, and I go back and forth, as an individual familiar with the development of Halo, who spoke to K- Kotaku under the condition of anonymity, confirmed that Bonobo is indeed an asset editing program of 343. Though it was commonly used during the development of Halo 5, the studio moved away from its use uh, during the development of Halo Infinite, but it exists. It's popular among the staff, and it would be widely known owned by many employees at the studio uh but then you go for a little bit right blah, 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 blah. for seven months now halo Infinite has rolled out tons of cosmetic options on a weekly basis including no shortage of color options this happens to be the first time this specific screw-up has happened which come on come on, for a nameplate regarding Juneteenth? Really? So at best, it's an embarrassing fuck-up, and the studio's quality checks did not catch it before an update went live. At worst, someone, or many someones, cracked a racist joke somewhere in the development process, and the studio's quality checks did not catch it before the update went live. Either way, it's an institutional failure.
2: Yeah, I would agree with
1: all of that. Yeah, right? It's just like, goddamn. You know, to your point of like, on a grander scale of the story of Halo Infinite, of just like, when was the last time it was just a positive story about Halo Infinite and not like nearly negative like this negative in a way of like, hey, we're this fucking racist term. It got it, it attached to a fucking holiday and all these other horrible things. Just, in general, it's like, where's the content? Where's the thing? Where's the thing? Yeah, but like, the I'm still
2: playing that- Halo Infinite. I'm actually a genuine fan of the gameplay of Halo Infinite. I think they did a very good job. But man, as a game was that was delayed for a year and then came out and was good And then more or less like went into hibernation. uh, They are definitely working on a back foot and they have not uh, righted the ship. And uh, this certainly doesn't help that quest.
1: As a fan, do you think Halo Infinite is ever able to achieve the heights people wanted it to achieve?
2: I mean, if we're talking about the people of like hardcore Halo fans, I don't know that they would ever be fully happy. Um, I think it needs to go through a revision in the way that like Diablo three went through a revision to what was it two or three years after launch where they basically like fixed everything that people took issue with yeah that was like the a game that could survive
1: yeah, yeah, yeah but
2: yeah. that's what it needs it needs like almost a, a a reboot of a launch and they could do that like if they launch it alongside like campaign expansion whatever and they like fix all the issues with the multiplayer and it still you doesn't know, have co-op, right? You still can't play the campaign co-op? Yeah, no, they've said it's coming, I think, July or August so, for beta. Such and then, a backbreaker. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it, it goes to show you, what was this game like before they delayed, delayed. it for a year? Like, yeah. I know the reaction to that initial trailer was really bad, and that's why they pointed to it, but, like, were that was that reaction not bad? Like, does the game just come out a year early? Uh, it, it's baffling to me um and yeah, i'm really torture curious torture to know the whole backstory of this game
1: yeah i as well yeah to see what happened why i got so far off track and you know how i mean will they ever get it back on track and everything else to it but yeah it it's i know how much people look forward to it and i know how positive the re- response was when it dropped but it just feels like it's been bad news after bad news after bad news for it now and you do yeah. look at it as a you know halo infinite in the lead up to it i remember listening to x cast and paris and mike and gary were all very clear that you know like this had to deliver for Xbox. Like, you know, Halo is a franchise that used to be like, I remember when a new Halo came out and like the world stopped. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I remember that being at IGN even like for the editorial staff. And the fact that now, you know, one of Microsoft's most storied franchises in gaming, right, is something that's like, oh, okay, there's another Halo game and people don't expect greatness from it. That's not awesome. (laughs) That's not what you want out of something like that.
2: What I would say is you look at Destiny, Destiny took a year, a full year to get effectively good like it had some good moments and stuff like that in its first launch but it wasn't really until actually taking king might have been two years i forget how long it took to for taking king to come out but it took a while so it is not out of the question it's really just a question of like is the whole back end and the whole engine like holding this entire project back it's possible and that's why they're not able to add all the content and stuff like that um they certainly have the funding to pull it off i know microsoft is very you know very it thinks it's very important to make sure halo is a success and a successful franchise um but in terms of the staffing and whether they can like technologically do it totally have no idea
1: yeah i think you make a great point that you know microsoft's not gonna let this one go like they mm-hmm. i mean there's a halo tv show right there's all these uh, halo is this property that expands to so many different mediums yeah know I, I wouldn't say the is.
2: halo tv show is evidence of microsoft's quality control but
1: quality control no but importance in terms of a uh, multi-pronged ip and where you can put it right even for like flight simulator to have the pelican added to it is a big deal during the the conference right like they know that halo matters and so they can't be like well halo infinite sucks and it's gonna suck and we're gonna walk away you know i saw people shouting it out it reminds me in terms of a microsoft way of sea of thieves as well right where yeah sea of thieves comes out and isn't well-received at the time because the people think it's kind of content bear but rather than abandon it they sit there and they double down and now you know sea of thieves is a great game to go play and have fun in and see what's up so yeah you hope they'll do that with halo infinite and i imagine they would but you also just have to sit there and be like man like it's not a good narrative for 343 either right of taking over the halo franchise and never really nailing it
2: yeah four or five and now infinite have all been marred in some way big or small and uh yeah it just has not clicked since Bungie left.
1: Yeah, we will wait to see how uh, Halo Infant turns around. And then obviously for the Juneteenth stuff today, like their comments are out. It'll be interesting to see if they have yet another statement or a blog post about it, or if they just sit there and continue to take it on the chin and let it go that way. But we'll see if there's any yeah. more ever about it. Uh, number three on the Roper Report. Uh, PlayStation might be getting its first elite controller. This is Tom Henderson at tryhard Guides. Sony's working on, quote, a genuine professional controller for the PlayStation 5, and the company will reveal new hardware in the coming weeks, sources have claimed. It's believed the code name of the controller is Hunt, uh, which will have several interesting features, including removable analog sticks, trigger stops, and rear buttons. Flappy paddles, in parentheses, which I appreciate. (laughs) Uh, These claims of such hardware came alongside pictures of the alleged prototype, which has been sent under the condition that the pictures are not published, and the source remains anonymous. Pictures of the controller keep the classic PlayStation 5 style, but show a few key differences one of the biggest changes is buttons under the left analog sticks which allows you to completely remove the analog sticks and their components which sony refers to as removable stick units this presumably means you'll be able to uh you'll be able to be a stick unit uh you'll just be able to be a stick unit rather than a new controller if it develops stick drift Ah, okay uh, I think there's I type one there, but whatever. Where your analog stick just one way or the other. Another feature includes uh, the trigger stops at the back of the controller. In addition to flappy paddles slash buttons uh, that have become increasingly popular over the years, uh, with players turning to companies such as Scuff Gaming and Nancon for such controllers. The prototype also features grips to help the- hold the controller, which also seem to be removable. I read a bunch of different things, and nobody was like, oh, they're just copying the Microsoft Elite controller, or the Xbox Elite controller, which they yeah. should. Snowbike Mice bought like 900 of them, keeps, keeps breaking them somehow, and buys more. More of them. Uh Russ, are you would you be down for a PlayStation Elite controller?
2: Well, first of all, I want to say i never want to hear the words flappy paddles again. Flappy it just paddles. does not sit right in my brain. Yeah. Um, I use the PlayStation 4, I don't remember what back button attachment. Whatever oh, yeah, that was. Yeah. that? a piece you of plastic in, You thing plug into the with. bottom. Yeah, yeah. And it was great. It, yeah. it's exactly what I need. I do not need to, you know, have super precision analog sticks or whatever, change the height of the whatever buttons. Yeah. Uh, I just want back buttons so I can, like, keep my thumbs on the analog sticks and hit a button at the same time. Um, so my bar is very low. I do think this makes total sense. You know, there's a total audience for it. People play a lot of shooters and various other games that would be benefited by having things like back buttons. So I wouldn't be shocked. The thing to keep in mind, and this is something that Microsoft's been dealing with, the uh, Xbox Elite controllers, the newest ones, have pretty serious durability issues, as do the PlayStation 5 DualSense controllers. Both of them are, like, very expensive and also, like, kind of break. Um, it's nice that you can replace some of the components here, but uh, that is something worth considering. Like, can Sony figure out the durability, durability issues of these controllers before they start charging 150 bucks or whatever it is going to be for an Elite controller? Um, certainly a, a chief concern.
1: Yeah, pixelated soul in the chat says, how can you break them? The most durable controllers ever made. I, I've heard it the opposite where it's, yeah, Mike isn't like smashing his controllers. He's just using his Xbox Elite Legitimate. controllers and something's breaking with them.
0: I believe he's broken three of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: they,
2: they develop drift or the paddles stop working or there's all sorts of issues with them. The baseline Xbox controllers are great. They're tanks. You can throw them out a window and they're fine. For whatever reason, I think all the components going on in the Elite have major issues and honestly the the dual sense same thing yeah the dual sense um,
1: drifts too there has been plenty of reports of that yet. yeah so this isn't like you said russ this isn't something limited to just xbox or uh, uh nintendo joy cons which i know comes up all the time
2: you know it has great back buttons what's that steam deck
1: i hate you i hate you with a passion <laughs> I, I wouldn't know i wouldn't know i finally got the whole <laughs> whole, steam deck, whole steam deck at a what uh LA, lax right when i was leaving uh blessing let me play ghostbusters on the sega oh Masters. that's so generous of him he, he's a he's he's a generous god <laughs> and i'll tell you i love that thing i did i you know people oh it's so heavy i'm like this thing is heavy at all what are you talking about this is great Can't i wait play a l-
2: switch with those hoary um I like too giant too. split pad controllers yeah. so i am like very used to the scale of it you have um, beefy so it really wrists wasn't so, yeah, but it is. is heavier it definitely yeah. is
1: yeah but it's not like when people say that i thought it was gonna be like like oh god, like a game gear I gotta be like super heavy like that. Wasn't
2: no, I've been picking cool. up a 15-pound baby for the last year. It's fine. <laughs>
1: yeah, me too. So that's probably part of it right there. Um. So yeah, so you're in. Would you, You're you going to get a PlayStation Elite Control or the, the Hunter? No,
2: probably not. Okay. I, I mean, it's
1: just not. They'll have your back paddles. They'll have the flappy paddles.
2: Yeah, I just, I mean, that thing was $15 and just plugged into controller I already owned. Yeah, well, so it's, it's that, just, those days I, I, I just want them to release that.
1: <laughs> it's not going to happen. You got to do it. I know. You got to go to me yeah this is definitely one of those of like awesome if that's what you're looking for and stuff like that i know andy loves it i know mike loves it but like you know i've gotten the when xbox did the elite controllers twice right like they sent them to all of us and i was like this is rad and i just gave it to tim i'm like i do not have a use case for this i'm very basic i'm not i'm right i'm you know when i'm playing my narrative game about A coming of age story where i make dialogue choices i'm not like man i need the flappy paddles in the back for this one so
2: it's helpful i mean if i I play halo as i said and it would be helpful to be able to jump and shoot and aim at the same time but sure i've learned to
1: accept it exactly i'm too old i've learned how to play bumper jumper i'm not switching it off now ladies and gentlemen you can help us from keeping the mics from switching off by going to patreon.com slash kind of funny games over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can write in to be part of the show. You can get the show ad free. You can get the show with the exclusive post show. We do. You can watch us record PS. I love you. XOXO. live this afternoon before final fantasy. And of course, like I said, ad free, but you're not watching on
0: patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So here's a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I've been using AG1 the last few months because I figured it was well past time I start thinking about vitamins, but I'm usually not the biggest fan of their format. So being able to drink a flavored water is much more up my alley. And I'm a huge fan here of the fact that it doesn't taste super healthy. It kind of has like this mild tropical taste to it that I look forward to every morning. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day. Right. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash kind of funny. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash kind of funny to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily daily nutritional insurance, athleticgreens.com slash kind of funny. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved only for big businesses to everyone. So upstarts, startups, established businesses, content creators alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales and effortlessly stay informed. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to across the globe. Our content creator friends use Shopify to manage all their merch sales and stuff. And I recently got Gia a pair of Allbirds from the Allbirds website, which also uses Shopify. So that's an example of big websites using Shopify for their sales. You can gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting on conversion rates, profit margins, and to help you supercharge your knowledge of your sales and your success. You can go to shopify.com slash KF games, all lowercase for a free 14 day trial, and you can get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify. Shopify today go to shopify.com slash KF Games right now. That's Shopify.com slash KF Games for a free fourteen day trial. Shopify.com slash KF Games. And we're back, Russ. We're back. Number four, we'll turn our eyes
1: to Twitter in Japan. Uh keep your eyes on the switch is what I call this one. Over on Twitter, uh, Nibble tweeted a Famitsu report. Re- reads like this: Famitsu reports today that the Nintendo Switch has surpassed 25 million sold units in Japan. Best-selling games are Animal Crossing: New Horizon, uh, New Horizons, with uh, 7.26 million; Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, with 4.89 million; uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, 4.66 million; Sword and Shield, that's Pokemon, 4.34 million; and Splatoon 2, with 4.08 million. Uh, I saw this because well, I followed of course, but then Daniel Amad. Uh, video game analyst quote tweeted it and said for reference the switch surpassed the 3ds in japan last month and is now the third best-selling console in japan on track to reach the high the highs of game boy uh 32.4 million and ds 32.9 million russ can you believe this i mean i
2: i can just because i've been watching the meteoric rise of the switch i can't believe like the nintendo arc is totally unbelievable the idea that they've gone through so many iterations of like total disaster and then total <laughs> enormous success and back again yeah um so that's i think the sh- most shocking part of this like after the wii u i think everyone more or less was like okay they're done and i remember then, well they're gonna
1: shit. do one more and then they'll be third party that was yeah. what i remember we said all the time at ig and it's like all right fine they, they screwed this up and now they're there but <laughs> This Switch, man. What an idea. Thank God they kept handheld gaming alive, but what a way to double down on it. Like I'm so I'm, yeah. I'm excited because there's somebody who loves having a handheld device, which would be why it'd be great to get a Steam Deck if I could buy one. Uh it's pretty rad to see it doing this.
2: Yeah, the the, yeah, the stats about almost beating the Game Boy is is nuts uh, in the DS. Um, but honestly, like they're gonna be selling switches for the next four years at least even if they announce like a replacement or an upgrade or whatever it is they're not going to stop selling switches because they'll sell them for like 150 bucks or whatever it is yeah um and it's also so... the thing
1: of like you know they, they, they're going to cheat they're going to put out another revision of the switch right oh the totally. Switch pro or whatever and then it'll yeah. be that we all buy that again but then that goes into the switch numbers themselves
2: yeah they're, they've they always been very smart about just like eking out every little tiny inch of sales out of their hardware
1: yeah, hundred percent, and that's not going to stop anytime soon. Of course, if you go to Wikipedia and look at the best-selling consoles, there right now, the Switch is behind uh, PlayStation Four, then Game Boy uh, and Game Boy Color listed as one, Nintendo DS and PlayStation Two at the top with a uh, 155 million units sold. Do you think it has a, a hope of being the number one selling video game console, Russ? You said it's number two. Where where does it fall now? Right now, it's number uh, according to Wikipedia. Right, number five.
0: So number it's five. Pl- number
1: one is PlayStation 2 with uh, uh, 155 million, DS with 154.02 million, uh, Game Boy and Game Boy Color at 118.69 million, PlayStation 4 with 117.2 million, and then Nintendo Switch with 107.65 million.
2: I think... It- i don't know about number one but it'll definitely get close i mean you look at the numbers it's almost surpassing the ds and game boy in japan yeah and again they're just going to keep selling them and they're going to sell them for very little uh it's gonna get up there probably uh, top three or top two I would for say. sure
1: yeah it'll be interesting to see where and that's at but yeah it's definitely going to p- catch up here momentarily to playstation 4 and then once it, if you topple playstation 4 game boy's a million units and change ahead of that so i think you'll get past that maybe then, they'll yeah. figure
2: out how to do online play.
1: i doubt it <laughs> i mean nobody wants that apparently from them right like it's no just you're like, right i mean you're the right nintendo fan base and the people who buy switch and i, I you know i've bought many a switch now <laughs> like that's not what i expect from nintendo and like it's ridiculous because i remember you know when it was 360 and PS3 duking it out and trying to figure this out and being like, man, Nintendo's got to fix their shit. Nintendo's got to figure this out. And they've just always been like, no, we're not going to. We don't come here for that.
2: You know, I will say this in terms of you being a fan of the consoles. I, I had an interview with Shigeru Miyamoto many years ago. It's probably seven or eight years, maybe for the Wii U. I think it was. And uh, part of that interview, I, I asked him whether uh, they'd ever consider adding achievements to the Switch. Yeah, I honestly think it's like a total net gain, uh, but they're very counter to them. At least they were back then. I don't know if that's changed since, but um, yeah, he, he felt like uh, he didn't want to like derail people's gameplay experience by like counting trophies. But for me, and I'm sure for you, view it as like uh, this is a library of things I've done in the past. Sure. It's like a nice little Trophy trip yes. down memory lane.
1: Yeah. Well, see, I, you know, I, I, I go the opposite where I just want to see that number increase for no reason. And I buy, oh, really? Games. That's your, oh, I'm, that's I'm your a gem? Russ, I'm a trophy whore. Um, well, am I, I didn't
2: know that. I just, yeah, I yeah. thought you maybe wanted to look back fondly at, uh, I don't know, playing Naruto too. <clears throat>
1: I do. I I'll, I'll go there and I'll sort by platinum, but then I have to go through like thirteen versions of Strawberry Fields or whatever the hell it was called, <laughs> where I I platinum the Japanese version, the English version, and then the European sure. version to get you know what I mean to stack the trophies or whatever. Like I have a problem, and I'm trying yeah. to be better about it. ZJ, the ball broke me. It's a whole thing, but they're like, I get them not doing it honestly because I think it is like you they it, we so many people would want that, but this, it does change the way people consume their games. And Nintendo is so much about like. The game is meant to be fun. You are meant to have enjoyment. You are meant to go. And I think, you know, you look at something like Smash with the spirits, where, you know, like mm-hmm. Tim, who was just here, is obsessed with Smash. Every time they would update new stuff, you would go in there and get all the spirits. You would get all the things. Even the way he plays Mario Kart, right? Where to sit there and grind over and over and over again. I mean, years after Mario Kart was out, I'd look, over, and we weren't playing it even in the office anymore. I'd look over and Tim's, you know, doing 200cc and just trying to beat his own times and do all these different things. In a way, I'm like, Man, I remember being a kid and playing a game that way. I remember when, you know, I'd have a, you, you, you know, you didn't have disposable income or whatever. So you would play a game and over and over again. How fast can I go through it? But I do feel I mean, like you when can have that got...
2: experience with achievements. It's, it's a game design choice, right? Sure. Like good. There are good achievements and bad achievements or good trophies and bad trophies. Um, and, you know, I think just Nintendo doesn't want to be careful about what they allow and don't allow. So they just don't. Um, but I think they add a lot of gameplay value to games. Uh, just because they encourage different play styles and make you explore the games in interesting ways. I think Sony has done very well for their first party stuff with movies, and I would love to see uh, Nintendo follow suit, but I realize it's unlikely.
1: Well, I think they can do it by just adding the in-game stuff, though, right? For what you're doing and how you do it. There, it's just yeah. It always... But I want
2: it to manifest within. Yeah, yeah. The you want to see it from. You don't entire... want. To,
1: you don't want to open up the Mario game to see what right. you did. You want it on top level here. Your badges and your things that you've got. Right. I
2: even look at like play hours played. Is like the closest oh, comparison yeah. to that on Switch. And I look at that, and I have six hundred hours played of Binding of Isaac on Switch. And like that's cool. I mean, I remember, you know. But it'd be nice if there was like a little i don't know fucking mushroom golden mushroom or something
1: <laughs> <laughs> i hear you and i understand it it's just yeah it's so counterintuitive to how nintendo tries to do their things nowadays yeah and until there's a huge shakeup, which I, at this point it will be what decades away that was always the thing with the wii u well this will make them change everything and it kind of did but not like their policies just like how they want to make the game the console and hardware work but yeah we'll see speaking of <laughs> Or changing things about your console hardware or programs we're gonna go to number five on the roper report the Xbox app on PC is now adding a performance indicator which I thought was cool so I'm gonna read two paragraphs from Xbox about it uh, I've been in this I have been in that spot where you download a game you have your heart set on playing it only to find out that your PC doesn't actually meet the requirements to play the game super well. You wish you knew that before you downloaded the game and got your hopes up. The good news is the team has created a new feature that is beginning to roll out that helps you see how well a game runs on your PC before you download it. Click on the details of a game to get additional info. Now the app compares the game's performance on PCs with similar specs to yours to show a prediction of how well we expect the game to run. If your PC isn't up to the task of running a graphically demanding game, you'll be able to view the game's system requirements to get more details on what you need to run the game. As we continue to learn about the performance of a game on similar PCs, you may not see a performance check for every game, especially recently added games until we have enough information to share the recommendation. Keep checking back. Now, Russ, you have a Steam Deck, but you strike me as you, you, you're a PC guy in general, right? You played a lot of PC. I'm
2: actually not really. I actually prefer to play games on consoles, which is part of the reason I was so excited for Steam Deck just because I like removing the cruft of pc gaming which i hate as as i'm sure you do of like oh the drivers aren't updated oh the fucking whatever and the nice thing about the steam deck is that it's locked hardware everyone has the same thing and they have the system where it's like uh, what is it verified on steam and you so you know oh this game can actually run on your steam deck um so it sounds like that's what they're trying to do here obviously with pcs the specs are all over the place so you have to do it case by case uh but it's a nice feature certainly good to have
1: yeah, it's one of those. I'm right there with you. Uh, PC gaming was dumb until the Steam Deck came around. And so it's great that it's here. And I, it's this is a nice feature, but I do wonder, like, I feel like most PC gamers are there because they like, you know, min-max in their graphics card or whatever. And so, like, I wonder how many people actually use like this.
2: I think there are people that will sign up for Game Pass specifically that won't necessarily know if their game can run, I don't know, Halo Infinite or whatever it is because they're running on an older PC because they do have a slightly more casual audience doing game pass stuff 100 yeah so that's i think the logic behind it um of course i'm sure some people will use it but then again it's microsoft so i'm sure it's buried beneath nine menus so.
1: it looks pretty good uh, on xbox wire they had an image of it it, it is right there it looks like on oh, okay the that's- page. but like again like it's a feature that you have to get called out but you feel like or i figure i'm right there with you that this is meant for hey you bought the samsung tv and you got the xbox app included with that so now you're already using game pass so why wouldn't you want to try it on your pc and now here's a glance to see if it would do that yeah you know the whole time there's should buy an xbox buy an xbox <laughs> please <laughs> but we'll see what happens with that uh while we were going i added one that i forgot about uh number six on the roper report this is a Corey barlog tweet from yesterday kevin if you want to pull it up uh, Corey barlog of course you know from sony santa monica director on 2018 god of war now creative director uh tweeted steam deck arrived dot 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 but probably won't get to play it for a while because I'm currently playing this other thing, dot, dot, dot. And then it's a photo of him holding the dual DualSense, uh, which doesn't appear to be on because he's just faking it as he always does. And then he's got his Steam Deck in the background. You assume getting ready to play God of War Ragnarok. Russ, the million-dollar question, are we getting Ragnarok in 2022? Do you believe Bruno, or is he going to get delayed?
2: lid? Woof. Uh. I think, yeah, God, it's such a coin flip at this point. I think it's gonna come out. Uh um, I, I, I think ignoring the fact that like they have no other real like major game releases, uh, you know, it certainly hasn't stopped Xbox from pushing stuff out of their uh holiday season. Um I think it's gonna come out. Um, I think that team is pretty confident in it. And um I don't know. It's it feels like first party Sony stuff these days uh feels a little but more buttoned up to some extent, um, yeah. where they can kind of predict and see how things are trending. And again, Last of Us Part Two got delayed a, a good chunk. So what was it, a month or two? Or I forget how long that delay was. But I think it will come out. I think people will play it. I'm very excited. I love the first one, um, and uh, I think it'll be sick
1: agreed i'm i'm i still believe in bruno i believe it'll come out this year i think that they've lined it up to be that way but it'll be interesting to see because now you figure with last of us remake happening in september right you push past that to november maybe yeah 11, you're looking 11. at uh, probably oct-
2: a late october november uh, you know what i don't want to have happen is another what was it march of this year or february when oh like, sure where everything hit, where, games yeah. came out at the same like that that's a drag i you know dying light elden ring horizon And like two other games that I really wanted to play all came out within two weeks. And now we're obviously in a much slower period, Um, you know, spread the wealth. And it's so weird to see that happen outside of the holiday season where we're used to it. Now it's just all these games that got delayed to spring instead.
1: Very weird. We will wait and see. Oh, fuck, Russ, I forgot to prep you for this. I'm going to do a really bad transition here in a second. And then can you read the highlighted section? The co-host says part oh sure okay uh well i'm excited to see if god of war ragnarok comes out this year but russ is still so far away if i wanted something more immediate say what came to the mom and grop shops where would i go
2: the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. out today hot wheels unleashed jurassic World's racing season is now available to set you up with some new vicious yeah, it's just wheels uh, from the days when dinosaurs ruled the earth. All right, <laughs> uh, limited time awakening collection event is now happening in Apex Legends. Uh, the Demio uh, Adventure: Curse of the Serpent Lord is out now on Meta, Steam VR, and Steam PC. PUBG Nations Cup 2022 and PUBG Battlegrounds 18.1 update kicks off today. Uh, this week in GTA Online, the black market is brimming with opportunities for executives to earn extra GTA money and RP with boosts in import slash export and special cargo sell missions. In addition the players can now claim a free armored uh karen kuruma uh, mm-hmm. along with the gta one million dollar rebate for those who complete all six a super yacht life missions and purchase the galaxy super yacht mm-hmm. of course we're right on top of that kevin we'll be buying our yachts mm-hmm. left and right mm-hmm. kevin where do we fall are we still are we getting into monster hunter rise i just downloaded it right now so i have it my main my main all right cool he, Russ, he, you I, ever i, I Mar- want Star- to say that
2: real quick something that's killing me about monster hunter rise is i this was the first monster hunter game i ever got into on switch huh? Huh? i really wanted to play it i played a ton of it i want to play it on steam deck now yeah, the save yeah. doesn't transfer over i do not want to spend 30 hours getting mm. to the sunbreak content and yeah. it kills me
1: i hear you i understand that i understand Sorry. that yeah just give i mean just be like me and kevin and accept you'll never get a steam deck and just play yep. it on switch it'll be fun but Keep i going. have now you can play with us for us on switch mm. how about that about how See? much fun that could eh. be hour level us and then we're all ready to play we get in 30 hours we'll be ready to play on with you you know what i mean it'll be great <laughs> it's easy Mother Gunship Forge is launching today on Quest 2 Steam VR. Uh, Rise of the Kingdoms releases Egypt Must Rise update for PC, iOS, and Android. Autonauts launches on consoles today. King Leo is on all the PlayStations, all the Xboxes, and Switch. Uh, Overlord Escape from Nazarick is on PC and Switch. Redout 2 is on everything. Neon White, PC, and Switch is out today. Kevin, Roger put up a TikTok review. If you want to throw that up there right there. And let, yeah. This is Roger right there. What did he give it? Hit it. Neon White, 4 to 5 great. This is one you got to go see. All right, if you want to go to tiktok.com slash at kind of you can catch Roger's full review of Neon White. Um, Zora, The Chronicles is on everything. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredders, Revenge is on everything. Uh, Horror, Goo Goo and Friends is on Switch. Uh, Cloud Gardens is on Xbox, Switch, and PC. Skeleton Crew is on PC. Starship Troopers, Terran Command is on PC. New dates for you. GameSpot reports the RPG Octopath Traveler is getting a prequel on mobile this summer. Octopath Traveler, Champions of the Continent, is coming to mobile devices on July 27, featuring a similar HD 2D art style and a wide array of characters. This is interesting. I really like Octopath Traveler. I don't feel like I'm prepared to to jump into a mobile version of it, but this this is interesting. I love the art style. Yeah. No, did, you, did you? Oh, yeah. You said you weren't a JRPG guy, right? I tried it. <clears throat> it just makes me sleepy.
2: All these games make me sleepy.
1: I. It's a rare JRPG that can get me to play and yes, not fall asleep playing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Arena Google is coming to Google Play on June thirtieth. Disco Elysium, the final cut PC version, is going to be available in Japanese starting on August twenty fifth. Uh, Loop Manster is coming to Steam and Epic Game Store on July 13th. Uh, ID at Xbox has something coming up. It's summertime and we've got another scorching hot lineup of game demos just for you. This will be our third ID at Xbox Summer Game Fest demo event as part of Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest promotion. Starting June 21st and running through June 27th, you'll be able to play over 30 demos of upcoming unreleased games for Xbox Series X slash S on the Xbox One. Then, if that wasn't enough for you, the game I know you've all been dying to play more of destruction all-stars announces on june 22nd we'll be releasing a host of new content for destruction all-stars to coincide with europe's launch of the new playstation plus service in the same week we kick off with a new event called rise which includes a brand new game mode new challenges and a new exciting all-star pass uh we can't wait for the community to get their hands on all this new stuff and join us in welcoming new players to the game then deals of the day for you uh you got a new epic game store freebie of course use the creator code kind of funny uh superland uh, is available to june 23rd then if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games or later anywhere maybe you're listening on a podcast service or watching on youtube and you probably have amazon uh prime at home remember you get a free gaming sub with a-, a gaming Prime. so you log in and you google you go you log into your amazon and then you say gaming prime and then you link them and then you go to kind of funny games and you give us the free subscription and it goes every 30 days and they don't they don't want you to do it they, they make it So it doesn't auto renew screw amazon come get it but more importantly amazon prime day is coming prime gaming is thrilled to offer members even more free games as part of this year's prime day offers during prime day prime members can claim more than 30 free games from prime gaming including mass effect legendary edition which includes the award-winning mass effect trilogy grid legends need for speed heat and star wars jedi academy and more leading up to prime day from june 21st through july 13th prime members can start freeloading more than 25 indie games instantly featuring past favorites and first-time releases on prime gaming from Curve games handy games snk and more including death squared a game we love here uh fatal fury special uh uh, gianna sisters twisted dreams gone viral and a whole bunch more there's a million indie games coming check it out then if you want more xbox is more your taste we have the xbox xbox free play days for this weekend explore ancient egypt and battle zombies or reunite with fishy friends during free play days assassin's creed origins yeah dead island definitive edition yeah and i am a fish are I am Fish, okay, are available this weekend for Xbox Live and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members starting right now. You can go do it all the way through Sunday at midnight. Wow! Oh, wait a second, everybody, everybody! I have breaking news from the chat. Andy Cortez, the number two or three, depending on how you look at the KFW results, games journalist is saying I have Overwatch Two news. Andy, come in, come in the chat. What do you come into the show? Andy, come on. What are you doing? What's the Overwatch Two news? Come on, Andy. Join the live stream. You want to make a time clip for this or? I don't know. It could be an Andy joke. It could I, it make a time no, code breaking. Andy, Andy anyone, news. And, and you wouldn't make a joke about this. Is too serious. All right, Andy, me. you're it's breaking... always serious. It's always serious business with me. So, yeah. have you ever met Russ before? Russ, this is Andy. Andy, hey
2: know. Russ. We've met on the internet. We've met okay, on the cool. internet. Big okay. fan, Russ. Love the show. <laughs> Thank you. Big All fan right. of you as well. Hey, everybody, listen to the besties. Um, big Overwatch two news. No loot boxes, everybody. No loot boxes Yay. for Overwatch two. Battle Pass time. It's a free to play game. You're going to, there's also mythic skins, which is a step above legendary. Greg, you believe this? Mythic skins. I can't skins, believe what I'm hearing. They look even cooler now, even cooler than the other ones, and you can customize them now. There's going to be all sorts of cool things you can do. Uh, there's a new hero, Junker Queen. Uh, and aside from that, kind of a disappointing thing. T- uh, Tamar Hussein from GameSpot was like, Andy, you should record your reactions to this. You're not going to want to miss it. And it was just a lot of the other same stuff that
0: they talked about. He so, I don't constantly know. tricks you. I don't understand how, like... The, like He's an, he, an old he was, joker, like, and I'm tired of I it. I know. He joker. was like, hey, uh, Bless, jump into this thing. And he had In him do it for 45 yeah, minutes.
2: Blessing,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: It's a whole thing. Anyway.
2: Blessing's
1: pretty easy to trick, though. Yeah. Okay. All right. Have a good show, guys. Thank you very Thank much. You. Russ? Yeah. It's been what? fun doing the show with you.
2: It has been fun. I, I want to just call out one thing that you kind of breeze past. There is a Zoro game coming out.
1: Yeah, it looks really kiddie. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Thursdays are usually where the Switch get, gets a giant update of games that are kind of shovel wary. and yeah. Z- I'm just saying,
2: like Zoro. It never in a million years would I think a Zoro a game would happen, and and here we are. So I don't. I want to like celebrate this day. I can't speak to the quality of the game. I'm sure it might be terrible, but there's a
1: Zoro game, y'all. Kevin, yeah, mean, if you can toss out Zoro: colon the Chronicles, get me a trailer on that. There's, I'm seeing one over here that there's the one, uh, what, the Zoro the Chronicles. Oh, go so many ways. One Antonio might on, be involved. We don't know. No, he's not for sure. I'm clicking on uh, the Screen Rant review. Over at Screen Rant 10 hours ago, Rob Gordon wrote, uh, Zoro Chronicles review, a basic action adventure. Zoro the Chronicles takes some inspiration from big action games to create a humorous first step for players, but it's too basic to be enjoyable.
2: Well, you've only Screen, got the you're... one
1: weapon, so. Oh, they gave it two out of five. Oh. Yeah. yeah. You only got the one weapon. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, cute art
2: style. I, I'm kind of into the art though.
1: You're just a, you're a Zoro nut. You're Zoro's number one fan. I guess so. I, I didn't realize I was, but here we are.
2: Yeah, it kind of looks like CFU's A little
1: bit. Honestly, so, Greg, you're, if you you're, got you're, this, you're being generous. This if you could get the, like here. a code for this for cool, Greg, I think you'd get a lot of points. He loves Zoro. He loves Zoro? Cool Greg loves loves Zoro? Loves loves Zoro. But here's the thing look at the gameplay right now. Does this strike you as a cool Greg game? (laughs) But like.
0: (laughs) <laughs> he will learn new <laughs> gameplay like styles uh-huh. for the right games okay like this right here i'm sure he's that's all about
1: it, it like whoa it. like batman
2: yeah. combat see, <laughs> yeah
1: that's a straight are we all about to play right zoro guys are we doing <laughs> zoro the chronicles <laughs> oh, you oh, can uh, put, oh you put the z on their butt of course behind your enemies think about like the the precision you needed to just cut the pants to put a z in there and not cut. The i like to in. think he gets a little flesh in there and he doesn't feel well i mean if he it. does he wants to you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. all right uh kevin what should, what platform should i get cool greg a code for for zoro um wh- what four, is it on is I everything i think it's it's uh, get him an xbox code i think that's the easiest okay. thing okay we can do that we can do that uh ladies and gentlemen this has been another episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Roosterteeth.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Uh, no, no, I didn't know the slash. Uh, podcast servers around the globe. And, of course, Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. Over on Twitch, we ask people who are watching live to go to Kind of Funny.com slash You're Wrong and tell us what we screw up so we can set the record straight for everybody on the platforms I just did. Um not really wrong there. Uh Bors Double Zero says the Taken King was a year-ish after the launch of Destiny. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So I feel like um, we're right on that one. Seems like. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes you're just confirming stuff. You know what I mean? Affirming it, yes. Yeah, okay. And then somebody who wrote in saying they are Steam, which you think would be a burn on me, is doing the thing Bussing never did, which is tell me what the Steam address was. But somebody had already given me that too. While we're here, we'll we'll do it live, all right? Because I don't know. I know today's one of the days they're supposed to send out the, Hey, we're going to send you the steam deck. Have you looked at the
2: steam on the steam deck subreddit? You can actually track when to expect yours based on the orders that have already been pushed through. Have you looked at this?
1: No, no, I haven't seen this at all. Yeah. Reddit. Is it just r slash steam deck? Yeah.
2: Something like that. And there's a, there's a thread. um, I can try to drop it in chat, but you basically like it's complicated. You have to enter in like this weird code you get from your pre-order thing um and but it actually spit out and was pretty accurate to mine within a couple days
1: order email mega thread, is that what i'd be looking at here uh it would be called oh here yeah help us estimate more accurate dates
2: yeah it's called the deck bot um let's see if you'd
1: like to see a rough estimate of your expected order date try out the calculator and... here and i click on the thing steam calculator, deck calculator it just gives you the finger <laughs> I don't want, well, yeah, that's my thing is I don't want to, I'm not going to plug in my information here and, you know, get it. No, you,
2: you shouldn't. But uh, yeah, worth, worth looking into uh, if you're really, I mean, you're, you're right. We're coming to you the get, end of June. So you
1: send me your version. Cause yeah, they have a different one. This isn't deck What I'm looking at here. What I'm looking at is the calculator expected order date calculator created yeah, by yeah, Moo contributed to, it, to the bro. GitHub. It sounds like, this sounds like one of those things like I'm going to enter yeah. and then i I'm put like, it in general
2: here. chat and you could, you could take a look at that. I don't, I'm, I'm worried for your security.
1: Thank you. Well, did you use this?
2: Yes, I actually used it.
1: You used DeckBot and everything worked out for you.
2: Yeah, it worked out great. Okay, hold on. It gave me a pretty accurate representation of when to expect
1: my Steam Deck. Okay, okay. Interesting. Maybe we do this on the post-show. We'll do this on the post-show. Because guess what, ladies and gentlemen? This is an episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. It's done. Up next, Nick and Andy are going to play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredders Revenge. So you should hang out and watch that twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. If you're watching or listening later, of course you can go to youtube.com slash kind of funny plays to see that stream archived for your viewing pleasure. Remember again, if you're listening later or watching later, uh final fantasy seven reacts are happening this afternoon, 3 PM Pacific. We'll be live reacting on Twitch. That'll go up later on youtube.com slash kind of funny plays or no youtube.com slash kind of funny games. We'll have a good time seeing what happens there. Maybe we get crisis core. Maybe Zach Efron shows up in the game. Like Tim was talking about and everybody has a great time, but I digress. Uh, Russ, you've been fantastic today. Where can people keep up with you?
2: Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, at Russ dot um, Polygon.com, and the Besties podcast, wherein we talk about the latest and greatest in video games. It's a video game club that goes all year long, whatever that course. means.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you have a brand new book out, The Book of Fun. You can go buy your copy Here's right the, now, ladies and gentlemen. For well, the there
2: people watching on video, I'll hold it
1: up, but yes kindofunnycom of slash russ no hold it up hold it up show it, show it off yeah nice. yeah there it is see there it is it's got pictures yeah. and everything i don't even know
2: what page ah. this went to but look at those pictures gorgeous art by sunny rock
1: fantastic kindofunnycom of slash russ to get your own copy of the book of fun patreon.com slash Games if you want to see the post show we're about to do but until next time it's been our pleasure to serve you